The Inning Stretch is proudly presented by Printer Dudes. Printer Dudes is your one-stop shop for unique 3D printed gifts and collectibles. From ducks to dinosaurs and everything in between, Printer Dudes has it all. Head on over to printerdudes.etsy.com and use promo code HOMERUN, that's one word, to save 10% off your first order. That's Printer Dudes, D-O-O-D-S, the best 3D printed collectibles this side of home plate. Hey everybody, welcome into the 8th inning stretch. Uh, I'm AJ, joined as always by my co-host with the most, Carson. Carson, what's going on today, man? What's up, AJ? What's up, everybody? Uh, fall is officially, I believe AJ, fall is officially here with today marking the uh, first official day of fall. So, you know what that yes means. Yes, it is. We're, we're that much closer to, to the start of the fall classic and the World Series and the postseason. But before we get there, we've got a lot to get to today. Yeah, we've got another jam-packed episode for you guys. Uh, yeah, we are uh, tantalizingly close to October baseball in the playoffs. Um, and from now until the end of the regular season, uh, during each and every episode, we'll be we'll be talking the, the latest standings, the latest playoff picture and matchups and all that other fun stuff. Um, so we're going to get to that in a minute. But before we do, uh, we're... Uh, unfortunately, starting off the show today with some sad news from the baseball world. Um, just a couple of days ago, uh, Maury Wills passed away. Um, for those of you who don't know, uh, Maury was a, uh, a huge piece of the Dodgers championship teams in the mid-60s. Um, he spent time with the Dodgers, the Pirates, uh, even a little time with the Expos. Actually... Two, two stints with the Dodgers um, and even managed the Seattle Mariners uh, for a couple of years after he retired. Um, quite a quite a career um, on the field. He was the uh, he was the National League MVP in 1962 at the time set uh, stole a record 104 bases um, to break the old uh the old modern era record set by Ty Cobb. Um, so pretty impressive. Uh, multiple all-star selection. Uh, just a just an all-around, just an all-around kind of solid player. Um, but really, his his big contribution, Carson, was uh, he kind of revived. Um, he kind of revived, I guess, for back of a letter term, uh, lack of a better term. Uh, the stolen base as part of as part of baseball strategy. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you you mentioned his that year in 1962 of stealing 104 bases, but um, you know he he led the league consecutively from 1960 through 19, the 1965 season in stolen bases. I mean, he had a like he said 104 in 1969, 94. In 1965, 53 in 1964. I mean, the the guy was a speed demon on the base paths and and really knew how to how to utilize his speed and to 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 get around the bases. And like you said, a huge part of those Dodgers championship teams, three time World Series champion. Yeah, the Dodgers, the three championships, uh, and and those were. Uh, those were the Dodgers, you know, kind of their early years in L.A., which um, 
still kind of blows my mind that the Dodgers, uh, you know, moved like that. I mean, that couldn't have been easy to be part of that transition. Um, yeah, he was. Uh, he had a he had a solid solid career. Two time gold gold glove winner uh, at shortstop, seven time All Star. Um, just a just a solid all around career. And and who knows? Maybe uh, you know without him, maybe stolen bases wouldn't be such a big part of the game. So that's you know today. So that's a that's a huge contribution. So um, uh, we obviously send our you know our thoughts and our prayers to to Maury and his family um passed away at the age of 89 Carson uh which is which is pretty damn impressive yeah absolutely uh a life well well lived and uh, obviously a great an absolutely fantastic career a, a true Dodger legend I would say so um like yeah a- absolutely like AJ said obvious obviously condolences uh going condolences and uh, our thoughts going out uh, to the Wills family for this loss. And uh, here's hoping that uh, Maury and Vin Scully are hanging out uh, at the big ballpark in the sky. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they knew each other, you know, a couple of Dodgers legends there. So. Um, all right, let's let's dive into. Well, Carson. It's not often that I'm disappointed in our fans. Um, we have some of the... I mean, you guys are awesome. We have some of the best fans out there. Um, and I don't I don't even really know where to start with this. Uh, so... I thought maybe we could shake things up a little bit with the poll question. Uh, and go a little bit outside the box... So we asked you guys uh, a non-baseball question. We asked you guys, if you woke up to find out you had superpowers, what would you do first? And Carson, um, we got a whopping two votes for this poll question. Yeah, it's uh, you. You guys certainly, certainly know. You guys certainly uh, do love the baseball questions. It seems, um, you know, to. To make a baseball metaphor, I guess AJ, we we stepped up to the plate, we we took a big swing, and uh, we whiffed on it harder than Miguel Sano whiffed during his entire Twins career. Ouch. Um. Yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, I guess the lack of participation in this poll was kind of your guys' way of saying, "Hey, guys, you know, stick to baseball in the poll questions," but. Um, we're going to talk about this anyways, because, because I want to talk about this anyways, uh, even though only two of you voted and whoever you are, thank you. Um, thank you for not letting the poll question go, uh, zero to zero with zero votes. That really would have been, um, that really would have been bad. Um, regards to the two people who voted, uh, one of them voted for the options were freak out, test them out, tell your friends and family or other. And I don't even I don't know what I was going for with other. But um, one person voted for freak out and the other person voted for test them out. Now, my logically speaking, my first reaction would be 
uh, probably to tell my friends and family because I would be so, you know, I would be so freaked. Um, but my my adventurous side says, hey, go somewhere and test them out. Um, yeah, I think I'd probably want to test them out for sure. Um, but maybe I'd go with other and say use them for world domination. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's that quote? Something, something about you either die a hero or live like, live long enough to see yourself become a villain or something. I thought you were um, about to throw Spider-Man at me with great power comes great uh, With great power. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't even think of that. Well done. Um, I'm glad you're here to pick up the slack because that didn't even cross my mind. And I, I may have to turn over my geek card now. Um... Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. This is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. I've been watching the Umbrella Academy finally, um, and this is just something that I've been uh, something that I've been I've been thinking about. So, um, anyways, to the two of you who voted, thank you very much. Um, we do appreciate you. To the rest of you, uh, epic fail, people, epic fail. Um, and I guess that will. Carson, I guess we could take this as a sign that for poll questions, we could sh- we should stick to baseball. Yeah, I think so. And, um, you know, we'll we'll th- I'll throw this idea out to you, to you guys. Me and AJ were talking about it a little bit before we started recording, because um, because one of the one of the things that we, we both want to try and do, especially as uh, we start kind of winding down the season here and as we get into the postseason, um, we want to try and. Uh, keep kind of the interactive part of the show going. And uh, so what we've been, what we were discussing was potentially starting our poll questions and doing kind of like some tournament style polls with uh, pitting classic teams against each other or uh, hall of fame players or things like that in, in a tournament style way uh, for you guys to crown your, your all time greatest team or greatest player of all time. Yeah, uh, that is something. That's a that's that's an awesome idea. Um, so, and Carson, the other thing we were talking about was maybe uh, doing some sort of March Madness type pool for the uh, for the playoffs. Yes, we also discussed that as well. So stay stay tuned, everybody, because sooner sooner or later we'll be able to iron out some of the details of that, and we'll I'm sure let you guys know how to how to get involved on a future episode. Yeah. And for sure, keep your eyes, um, keep your eyes on Twitter, um, at eighth inning pod. And if you don't already follow us on Twitter, what the heck are you waiting for? Follow us, uh, for all the latest, um, about us, about the show, um, and about some of this, uh, some of this cool, some of this, these fun things that we have, uh, in the works for you guys. All right, Carson. I've been waiting. I've been waiting all year to do this. Uh, we're gonna talk about the updated standings in the playoff picture, and I've been waiting all year to say this, and I'm finally gonna do it. We're gonna be talking about the playoffs. Playoffs. <laughs> yes, I've been saving that. I've been saving that. Shout out to the great Jim Mora for giving us one of the greatest rants by a coach in sports history. Um, Seriously, though, uh, a little bit of 
well, a few teams at least have secured their spot in uh, in the playoffs and will be playing October baseball to the surprise of nobody. One of them is the Dodgers. One is the Astros, uh, the Mets, and I think maybe the most notable of this four, Carson, uh, the defending World Series champion Braves, who back in, uh, you know, April back at the beginning of the season did not look like a playoff team yeah absolutely not i mean these these braves we were we were worried about a potential world series hangover for these guys and it was something that i I think we both were very much concerned about but they have they have now officially clinched a spot in the playoffs and they're looking as dangerous as they were last year yeah i mean they, they they did they did have a World Series hangover. I mean, I, I don't think there's any question at all um, that they were just they they got off to such a slow start. Um, so they have clinched a playoff spot. The the NL East race is still up for grabs. Um, the Mets are currently only a game up on the Braves, so that is that's far from over. Um, Again, absolutely nobody's surprised that the that the Astros clinched the AL West. They've absolutely run away with that division. The Dodgers clinched the NL West. Um, again, that's you know they've run away with that. Um, Carson, I think the division race that's still up for grabs that's the most surprising to me is the AL East because. Uh, the Yankees have pretty much had a stranglehold on the AL East all year, but um, their their lead is down to six and a half games. Now, granted, they're, they're, uh, the Blue Jays' elimination number is only eight. So, I mean, the Yankees are probably going to lock this thing up. But uh, I don't know about you, but I thought the AL East would be, would be clinched, uh, you know, uh, a long, long time ago. Yeah, I would agree, uh, especially with the the fact that Aaron Judge seems to just be bringing up um, an entire just uh, bat that is literally on fire all the time. Um, but yeah, the, the Blue Jays have managed to kind of hang around for a little bit here, and uh, but you know the the Yankees are looking looking like the the world beaters that they that we thought they may be. Um, yeah, I mean, the Yankees, yeah, the Yankees are, are in all likelihood, the Yankees are still going to clinch this thing unless they, I don't know, unless they go on another, uh, unless they, unless they go on another skid like they did post all-star break, but they have won three in a row. Um, so congrats Yankees fans. You win the AL East again. Uh, Um, but yeah, the the NL East, like we mentioned, still up for grabs. Only a game difference there. Carson, the NL East, I, I I think we I think we said this, uh, you know, maybe a couple episodes back. But I don't know. I just I just have a gut feeling that this NL East is going to come down to the last day. Yeah, I mean that that race is still very much up for grabs. You know, just because. Just because the the Braves have clinched a playoff spot does not necessarily mean that they're going to be a wild card team. That's the key thing to keep in mind here, is that they are very much still like 
they are only a game back of the Mets. If you had told if you had told me at the be at in like May even, hey, the the Braves are going to come back, they're going to clinch a playoff spot, and they're going to be a game back of the Mets for the NL East division title. I would have probably laughed in your face and just told you to get away from me. Um, it's it's been incredible to watch what the Braves have been able to do and the resurgence that they've been able to have while the the Mets have not been able to separate themselves any further at this point. Yeah, if somebody had come back, uh, you know, back in April, if somebody had come back in time from from September and told me that the Braves were even going to be, hell, if they had told me the Braves were even going to be a playoff team, uh, I would have told them they were crazy. Um, so, yeah, the NL East very much still up for grabs. And the NL Central, uh, well, it's looking good for Cardinals fans uh, in the NL Central, Carson. Yes, yes, it is. I'll save save my thoughts a little bit on the NL Central because we do have uh, uh, one of our mailbag questions involves the NL Central, but the, the Cardinals are rolling right now for sure. Um, just going to throw this out there. Are the Cardinals the most underrated team in baseball right now? 100%. Absolutely they are. And I don't even know how when you have the potential NL MVP Paul Goldschmidt on that team and they're still underrated. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Albert Pujols, Adam Wainwright, Yadier Molina, uh, Paul Goldschmidt, who not only is probably a stone cold deadlock for NL MVP, but um, very much in contention for the NL triple crown, which is crazy. Um, and oh yeah, a guy named Nolan Arenado over at third base. I, I I think he's pretty good at baseball. Yeah, you know he's he's not too bad. You know, pretty pretty good I think. Um, yes, I do have more thoughts on the NL Central and the Cardinals that I will save for later. So real quick, uh, now that we've kind of run through the divisions and where everything stands, real quick. Um, Let's take a look at this, at this, how this playoff picture shakes out. Uh, if the regular season ended today, uh, over in the American League, the, the Astros have clinched their division. So they're, they've got one of those first round buys. The Yankees and the Guardians um, are still the second, the second, the number two spot in the AL is still up for grabs. Although, let's be honest, in all likelihood, the Yankees are going to, are going to clinch that. Um, so the Astros and the Yankees will have a first round by and in the in the first round, we'll have the Guardians and the Mariners and we'd have the Blue Jays and the Rays. Um, those are two. As much as intrigued as I am by Rays and and Blue Jays, you know, kind of all AL East battle. Um, I am here all day, every day, Carson, for that Cleveland Seattle series. Yeah, that that should be a really fun one. Uh, obviously, you got Jose Ramirez, who once again has been unreal for the Guardians, um, taking on, um, you know, I hesitate to say it only because he's a rookie, but this might be Julio Rodriguez's team uh, out there in Seattle. And, of course, Seattle anchored by that pitching staff. 
Uh, the Guardians pitching staff has definitely come to play as of late, so if they can continue that momentum, this series could be a fun one. Although, kind of like we've been saying all year, the American League, I mean, not to not to discount any of the other teams in the American League, obviously, but uh, on paper, at least, Carson, the American League is kind of uh, the Astros, the Yankees, and everybody else. Yeah, pretty much, isn't it? I mean, those are those are the two the two top contenders in the American League for sure, and it's going to take something really special to knock either one of them down. I mean, I'm not. Uh, I'm obviously not. You know, I'm not. I'm, I'm not running off my my Seattle Mariners, who I've been driving the bandwagon for all year, but. Um, yeah, getting past the Yankees and the Astros uh, in the American League is going to be is going to be tough going. Now, the National League a bit of a different story. Um, the Dodgers have clinched the a- the uh, yeah the ALS the NL West and and earned that first round by. The Mets have clinched, um, but the the East and the Central still up for grabs. So. If the season ended today, the Dodgers and the Mets would finish 1-2 and get the first-round buys. Uh, and in the... Boy, these are a couple of uh, blockbuster matchups. In the first round, Carson, we'd have the Cardinals and the Phillies. Awesome. Uh, and the Do- and the Yeah, the Dodgers. The Braves and the Padres. Um, that is some... That is one hell of a first round. Uh, yeah. Can, can the standings just like stay like that so that, um, we can have those series, please? Uh, National League, can you guys just like chill out for the rest of the year and like everybody just keeps losing or making, making these series possible? Because sign me up, AJ, for literally every single one of those. Yeah, absolutely. And the other thing. Uh, about the National League. I mean, yes, I know the Dodgers are the Dodgers. They're so fundamentally good. It's boring to watch them. Uh, and and obviously the Mets have had a great year. Um, but Carson, to me, the National League isn't as... The National League's a little more wide open. It's not... I mean, I obviously the Dodgers on paper are the favorite in the National League, but... I don't I don't think um, I don't think the NL is as cut and dry as all that. Yeah, no, I don't think it is either. The you know, we we've talked about on the show plenty of times that the um, that the National League is probably the, the league that right now we feel has the harder path to get to the World Series than uh, than the American League currently. Or it might be the other way. Was it the other way around? No, I think the path to make the World Series in the National League is way harder than it is the American League. Okay, I just I couldn't remember if we had if all these talks of leagues. I couldn't remember which league we said had the harder path. But well, I mean, obviously in the AL, getting past the Yankees and the Astros isn't going to be easy. But this NL man, like the National League from top to bottom is stacked. Yeah. Um, yeah. Absolutely. I mean. You, you look at all of these teams that are in playoff contention right now. AJ, I think you could make a case for every single one of those teams 
potentially winning the World Series or being the National League's representative in the World Series. Yeah, uh, I was actually just thinking the same thing. Yeah, I mean, I could I could see any of these six teams, um, any of these six teams uh, getting to the World Series or, or winning the World Series. Well, the case is stronger for some uh, than for others. Um, but I don't want to say too much because I want to save my, my thoughts on that for later. Um, all right. So that is where things stand right now for the playoff picture uh, with, you know, we're getting down to the wire. So things are going to get wild. Um, still a lot to be settled. Uh, and like I said before, on every episode that we put out from between now and the end of the regular season, we'll be we'll be doing this. We'll be breaking everything down. Um and real quick, let's uh, let's stick in that National League, specifically the National League East. Carson, great, great news for Mets fans. Max Scherzer returned to the mound and uh, just went out and threw six innings, uh, gave up no hits and no runs. Yep, he is back, all right, and the National League should be scared once again. And Mets fans, I'm sure, are rejoicing in the streets because if there's one way to, to make up some ground uh, as the Braves are ever so close to you once again and are breathing down your neck. Uh, getting Max Scherzer back is a pretty darn good way to start. So Scherzer back in the mound for the Mets. The Mets clinging to a one-game lead in the NL East, Carson. Um, I don't think it's crazy to say that having Scherzer back, assuming he stays healthy, knock on wood, uh, I don't think it's crazy to say the Mets having Scherzer back. Scherzer. I'm sorry, everybody. I can't talk today. Uh, Having Scherzer back on the mound, I don't think it's crazy to say that gives the Mets a leg up in the in the NL East race as we come down to the wire. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, having having Max Scherzer back is huge. I mean, that's that's probably the it's weird to say that he might be the number two on a team's pitching staff. But when you have Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer is your well, we'll call him one B to, to DeGrom's one yeah. A. I think that's a better way of phrasing it. Um, but yeah, that's, that's a two headed pitching monster that, um, I know I certainly wouldn't want to face as a hitter. Nope. That is one of DeGrom and Scherzer for the Mets. Uh, and obviously Edwin Diaz coming out of the pen, uh, to close things out. Um, I don't know, man, like I, I'm hard pressed to pick against the Mets in, in, uh, in the NL East. And, and I think if, and this is obviously way hypothetical, but if it comes down, if the National League pennant comes down to the Mets and the Dodgers, um, given the given the fact that they have the best one-two punch of starting pitchers for my money in all of baseball and Edwin Diaz at the back end, um, I'm giving the edge to the Mets in that matchup. Yeah, I would say so. The The Mets, at this point, it feels like they they seem maybe a little bit more like a well-rounded team with, with Scherzer coming back, but um, 
man, oh man, would that matchup just be so tantalizing, AJ. Oh, yeah. Mets and Dodgers in the NLCS. Yeah. Um, sign me up now for seven games, uh, every game going extra innings. Um, yeah, that would be a hell of a series. Uh, but a long way to go to get there. So we'll see what happens. All right. Uh, as we've, we've run a bit long uh, in this first segment, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, we're going to be talking about Aaron Judge. Yes, I know some of you are getting tired of hearing about Aaron Judge. Um, but deal with it because this dude is on the brink of, uh, well, what I have to consider the best hitting season uh, by anyone in the last, in a very, very long time. Uh, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson, and uh, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, welcome back to the eighth inning shots with Adrian and Carson into our well, our what's going to be a, a brief middle segment. Um, we had just a, a lot to talk about uh, at the start of the show, um, and we're 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 back to Aaron Judge watch. Um, uh, Judge has a Aaron Judge has officially tied Babe Ruth. He's, t- he's sitting tied with Babe Ruth with sixty homers. Um, just two away from uh, just two away from breaking uh, Roger Maris's record for the single season home run record in the American League and Carson maybe even just as just as icing on the cake uh, Aaron Judge has also moved into the lead in all three triple crown categories in the American League yeah, you know, it's it's not enough for, for Aaron Judge to just break Roger Maris's home run record or anything, you know. Now now he's just decided, oh, I'm going to go for the triple crown too, which, by the way, can we acknowledge that this man has hit 60 home runs while being able to maintain a batting average of 316? Like, that's incredible. That is quite insane, yes. Uh, no, that is, I mean... I don't really know what else can be said about Aaron Judge's the season that he's had that hasn't already be, already been said. Um, about to break the the American League single season home run record. Uh, given given a few more games, uh, we would probably be, you know, if he had hit a few more early in the season, uh, we'd probably be talking about him chasing the. Uh, the, the single season major league record. Um, although I'm still not discounting the possibility of that happening because he's just been Superman this year. Um, and now on the brink of winning the triple crown, Carson, I don't know about you, but this is by far the best hitting performance, hitting season that I've ever seen a hitter have. Um, as long as I can remember, as long as I've been watching baseball. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is this is one of the best hitting seasons like I think I've even ever seen. The the guy has just been on an absolute another level after starting off the season. You know, let's not forget he started the season very rough, and mm-hmm. we were all very concerned because it was the thing of he rejected this giant contract from the Yankees and his season was starting off really slowly. And we were kind of wondering, Oh, did he make the right decision here? But um, I think he, I think he made the right decision, AJ. Yeah. And Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, in case you're wondering, uh, 
According to the oddsmakers in Vegas, who, let's be honest, have their finger on the pulse of all things sports, uh, currently at 3-1 to one odds, Carson, the New York Mets are the odds-on favorite currently to land Aaron Judge in the offseason. If, if they land Aaron Judge, call off the 2023 season, call off the playoffs, have, sure, have, like, I guess have, like, an American League team play him for one game, and then just <laughs> just hand the trophy over to the Mets, because if that happens, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Yeah, uh, obviously the Mets would be, yeah. I mean, they're already scary good. Add Aaron Judge to that mix, and, and yeah, uh, we're talking lights out. Um not to mention that would be the biggest slap in the face to Yankees fans. Uh, well, except maybe if Aaron Judge somehow ends up on the Red Sox, which I'm still not I'm not holding my breath on that one. But uh, sorry, Yankees fans. Um, anyways, let's let's get back to talking about Aaron Judge hitting season. So obviously one of the best hitting seasons in, in Major League Baseball history. Uh, and I'm I I. Carson, I racked my brain. I really tried to come up with another, you know, another great hitting season um, that that could even come close. And honestly, the only thing that the only thing that came to mind uh, was was Aaron Judge's fellow Yankee uh, and and baseball legend legend uh, Joe DiMaggio when he had his fifty six game hitting streak. Yeah, and I mean, you know, to to compare to compare Aaron Judge with uh, with Joe DiMaggio, that's that's lengthy praise, not just in in the Yankees organization and in Yankees lore, but in in baseball too. That's that's a all time great right there with one of the greatest records that we've ever seen. Yeah, probably. I mean, arguably one of the most untouchable records. Um, you know, Joe Dimaggio's 56-game hitting streak. Again, disclaimer, by no means am I comparing Aaron Judge to Joe Dimaggio or Mickey Mantle or Babe Ruth, although he is about to pass Babe Ruth uh, on the single-season American League home run list. Just throwing that out there. But, but, I mean, clearly, Aaron Judge is still young. He's still got a ways to go. But, I mean, Carson, this dude is just – and his – as much as it pains me to heap to heap all this praise on a Yankee, I, I just I can't help myself because this kid is just unbelievable. Yeah, he's he's incredibly good at what he does, and there's a reason why he may get the richest contract we've ever seen uh, come the off season. And whoever lands him uh, will be an instant World Series contender, in my opinion. Yeah, um, I think the oh yeah his his contract is going to be astronomical, um, and he'll have earned every single penny of it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but yeah, I mean any man, I can't wait. Uh, I am so excited. I mean, we thought the as as much fun as the Juan Soto uh, sweepstakes was, Carson. The Aaron Judge sweepstakes is going to be is going to be even more fun. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, talk about a fun sweepstakes with Juan Soto. We're we're just getting started. The party isn't over. We got the Aaron Judge sweepstakes to look forward to in the off season, and I cannot wait. Yes, I think it's safe to say that the hot stove is going to be red hot uh, in New York. Um, 
I, I just, yeah, I can't wait. But seriously, all the, all the, all the props to Taryn Judge, um, Carson. I don't know about you, man, but uh, I am keeping. I can't believe I'm going to say this, and I'm so sorry. I apologize profusely to my fellow Red Sox fans, um, but I am, I am, I'm really pulling for. I'm. I mean, I know he's going to do it, but. Uh, I'm I'm really pulling for, for Aaron Judge and uh, man, I haven't been this excited about a about a home run chase since since the summer of '98. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this I'm I'm almost more excited too. I want to see how this triple crown race ends. Um, if yep. if Judge can can get it because that batting title race is hot as it could be right now between. Judge uh, Luis Arise, and I believe Xander Bogarts is also Bogarts, in the mix yep. there. So this this batting title race could get really interesting. Judge can have the home run record. Uh, I, I'm let's see Bogarts play spoiler in the batting title race. Um, nah, Luis Arise is going to play spoiler. Sorry. Well, I hope one of them plays spoiler because you know. The single season American League home run record is enough. He doesn't need the triple crown too. Although, admittedly, that would be an absolutely ridiculous feat. Um, and let's not forget, let's not get lost in the shuffle here. We're talking about Aaron Judge. Uh, Albert Pujols is is kind of close to a milestone of his own. He's only a couple homers away from seven hundred. Oh, he is so close. I can, I can, I cannot wait to see him cross that milestone and. Uh... You know, AJ, this is this kind of brings me to to a question that I had seen recently uh, floated around on social media. If you are an opposing pitcher to either Aaron Judge or to Albert Pujols, are are you throwing these guys a little bit of a softy, or are you trying to go after them a little bit? Um, I'll be perfectly honest. If I'm pitching to Albert Pujols, I am throwing him the softest softball. Right down the middle of the plate, uh, without without a moment's hesitation. Um, if I'm, <laughs> on the other hand, if I'm pitching to Aaron Judge, I'm throwing my best heat. I'm throwing my best cheese, my best gas up there because, well, fuck the Yankees. I'm I'm kind of on the same same mindset, but my my thing isn't necessarily an anti-Yankees thing. It's more of a I do not want to be the pitcher that is associated with throwing mm. the pitch that has Aaron Judge mm-hmm. breaking the single season home run record. Yeah, but does any I mean okay, granted, the the big home run chase back in 98, that was 98. That was before, you know, the advent of social media and and all that other fun stuff. Uh it was a simpler time, ladies and gentlemen. Um but honestly, does anyone remember who gave up Mark McGuire's 60-second home run cuz I sure as heck don't. I'd actually have to google it. Um Granted, it might be a little different now here in 2022 because it's obviously this thing is going to blow up on social media. But I don't know. Would it counterpoint? Would it be would it necessarily be a bad thing to be the pitcher who was I mean, you're you'd be part of baseball history. I mean, yes, you technically would be part of baseball history. But but is that the side of baseball history you'd really want to be on? Hmm. Um, 
I think we found our next uh, poll question here, AJ. Yeah, I was just thinking the same thing. Tell you what, yeah, we're gonna throw this up as a poll question on Twitter at Eighth Inning Pod. Uh, we want to hear what you guys think about this because um, that is a very, that is a very, very interesting question. Um, and I think more than two of you would vote in it. Uh, I'm not bitter, not at all, not at all, not bitter at all. Uh, all right, let's take our last break because when we come back, we're going to dive into my favorite part of the show, which is the mailbag. Talk about our must-watch games and um, and offer up our our parting thoughts. Uh, you're listening to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson. We'll be back right after this. Hey everybody, welcome back to the eighth inning stretch with AJ and Carson. Uh, into our third and final segment. Uh, so at the tail end of the last segment, we came up with a brilliant poll question, which is now live on Twitter at eighth inning pod. Um, and we want to know, would you want to be the pitcher who gave up a record breaking home run to either Aaron judge or Albert Pujols? Oh, and look at that. We've already tied the amount of votes from our last poll question. (laughs) I'm, I'm so curious to see how this goes, AJ. I'm, I'm genuinely curious to see what our listeners think. Uh, so already... Uh, 66.7% no, 33% yes. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, as, as for me, as much as it would kind okay, admittedly, it would kind of suck to be forever remembered as the pitcher who gave up, uh, you know, either... Home run number 62 to Aaron Judge or home run number 700 to Albert Pujols. Um, I don't know, though. I I on on the kind of flip side of that, though, I think it would be pretty damn awesome to be involved, to be part of, you know, to be part of a moment in baseball history. Because, um, I mean, really. Who's going to blame you for giving, you know, nobody's going to, nobody's going to pile on you for giving up a home run to Aaron Judge or Albert Pujols. Let's be honest. I mean, I would, I would at least hope not because, uh, I mean, you're, you're part of history, but again, is that the side of history you would want to be on? Uh, 60% of our fans so far say yes, they would want to be the pitcher. Oh, 66.7% 66.7% yes, 33% no. Okay. Interesting. Wow. This is going to be wild. Um, yeah, so that poll, that's going to be up there for the next couple days. So, well, and you guys, look at that. You've already tripled the amount, the number of votes in our last poll. Um, boy, I guess that's me told. Um, <laughs> all right. Anyways, moving on. Uh, let's move on to my favorite part of the show, the mailbag. Um, as as per usual, you guys came up absolutely huge um, with your with your mailbag uh, questions, uh, which of course you can continue to send to us on Twitter at athinningpod or uh, drop them us uh, drop them into our email at athinningstretch at gmail.com. Uh, first and foremost comes from Allison in Wisconsin. Uh, the Cardinals are pulling away in the NL Central. Do you think 
Oops, that's a typo. My bad. Uh, do you think the race is over? Um, yes, as being from Wisconsin, I'm assuming Allison is a Brewers fan. Um, yes, the annual central race is over. The Cardinals are one of them are the most underrated team in baseball, which baffles my mind to even say that. Um, yeah, the, the NL Central is done and dusted, Carson, but uh, the Brewers are only two and a half games out of that final wild card spot behind the Phillies. Yeah, sorry, Allison. I got to agree with AJ here. I think this race is pretty much done and dusted. I mean, this this Cardinals team has been absolutely insane in this NL Central. Um, let's not forget the Brewers did hold, hold the uh, NL Central lead for quite some time, but uh, I think yeah, at this point, at this point, it's over. But fear not, Allison, because your your Brewers playoff hopes are still very much alive with them being uh, only uh, two and a half games out of that wild card spot. Yeah, they still have a really good shot to get into the playoffs. Uh, although I have to admit, I'm not, I'm, I'm not very, um, I wouldn't be very high on the Brewers headed into October uh, since they made the absolutely boneheaded move of trading away Josh Hader. Um, still can't figure that one out. Um, I don't know. That's just, that still blows my mind. Um, but to yeah. be fair though, AJ, he hasn't exactly been a great Padre either. That's true. He has really struggled in San Diego. Um, so I don't know. Maybe the Brewers knew something that we didn't. Um, but yeah, they're, they're, Daniel Central is 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 done and dusted, uh, but who knows? Maybe the Brewers the Brewers still have a shot to sneak into the playoffs, um, as the uh, as that that last wild card in the NL. Um, which, interestingly enough, uh, if the Brewers do clinch that th- that third and final wild card spot, uh, oh, they would just have to play the St. Louis Cardinals in the first round. Ouch. Um. All right. Uh. Next. Next up, Tom from Washington. Uh. The Mariners are struggling to beat bad teams down the stretch. Should me and my fellow Mariners fans be worried? Um. Carson, why don't you take this one first? Because I have a, I have a bit of a lengthy answer to this. Yeah, I suppose you you might be a little more invested in this one, seeing as they're your World Series pick. Um. Yeah. But but for me, in all honesty, Tom, I would be, um, you know, granted, you know, this is, you know, the, the Mariners are looking firmly uh, in to be in a playoff spot and firmly, firmly solidified kind of in that AL wild card. Uh, but at the same time, these are the kind of games that you need to win because, you know, this wild card race is far from over. Let's not forget, you guys are the third. The Mariners are the third wildcard team currently, but you've got Baltimore right on their heels at four games. Chicago, the White Sox, certainly not out of it at five and a half games. Heck, you've even got the Twins and the Red Sox at still only nine games out. So I'm, I would definitely be a little bit worried if I was a Mariners fan because these are the type of games, especially with teams kind of nipping at your heels here, these are the kind of games that you have to win against these kind of bad teams or below 500 teams. Uh, 
Tom, I know the urge is strong for you and your fellow Mariners fans to to jump off the Space Needle. Um, I would be on a on a scale of one to ten. Uh, I would be as far as you know on a scale of being worried from one to ten. Uh, I might be at about a five right now, to be honest. Um, yes, the Mariners are struggling against bad teams. They struggled against the Angels. They've struggled against the A's so far. Teams that, you know, not long ago, they would have, you know, absolutely kicked the crap out of. Um, but here's the reason I'm saying only be worried as a five. I mean, look, at just, you know, Stop for a minute, take a deep breath, and take a really good look at this team. Take this is a this is a damn good baseball team, who, if not for a if not for stumbling out of the gate at the beginning of the season, uh, we'd be talking about being in contention for the AL West, um, and one of the best records in the American League, most likely. Um, the good news is, yes, the Orioles are only four games behind. Uh, but the Orioles have also been struggling. The Orioles have lost six out of their last ten. So are the Mariners. But uh, so even if the Mariners continue to struggle, which hopefully not, now that they've got um, uh, you know, they've made some roster moves to shake some roster moves to shake things up. Uh, they recalled uh Jared Kelnick from Tacoma, which I think could really help them down the stretch and into the playoffs. Um. As long as, but as long as your Mariners and the teams behind them continue to struggle, which they are right now, the Mar- uh, the Orioles have lost six of their last ten. Uh, the White Sox have lost five of their last ten. The Twins have lost seven of their last ten. Um, so as long as those teams behind you to continue to struggle, and hopefully, you know, here in the in these last few you know remaining games, uh, I have complete faith that the Mariners will get things figured out and get back on track. Um, and be a hell of a dangerous team in October. Uh, so now that I've given you, uh, now that I've I've uh, gone on a long-winded answer here, yes, I would be worried, but it's not time to hit the panic button yet. Okay, good, good talk. Um, all right, and last but not least, uh, in our mailbag this time out. Uh, from Frank in New York. Uh, now that the Mets have clinched a playoff spot, what are their odds of winning it all? Um, if I had to put a number value on it, you know, a percentage, I guess. Uh, Carson, I would give the Mets a... I would probably give the Mets about a 75 to 80% chance of, of winning the World Series. I agree. I would I would also say about an 80% chance. Um, kind of, uh, they're they are probably my, my second team in the NL that I would say would win the World Series. First and foremost, of course, being uh, my World Series pick, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, but 
But yeah, this this Mets team is certainly constructed to, uh, like we were kind of talking about earlier, it's certainly constructed to be a balanced team that could go up against this Dodgers team in a potential NLCS matchup that could go seven games long. Like this this Mets team is constructed to win, and it is constructed to win now. So I think I'm almost on the verge of saying, AJ, that it might be a World Series or bust for this Mets team. Yeah, I don't think that's crazy. Uh, I don't think it's crazy to say. Well, I mean, I don't know about World Series or bust. I mean, the Mets have the Mets have definitely. Uh, I mean, they've made it clear that their their goal is to win a World Series. Um, I don't think. I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready to say the season would be a bust if they don't win the World Series. I mean, it would obviously be a. It would be it would be quite the disappointment for the Mets and their fans if they don't. Um, but this. Let's be honest. This Mets team is going to be good for for a long time to come. So, um, yeah, I I I'm I'm comfortable with a seventy five to eighty percent chance uh, of the Mets winning the World Series. Um, but let's keep in mind, and you know, not to beat a dead horse or or anything, but Carson, the the National League playoffs are going to be an absolute bloodbath, um, and I would not. As much as I wouldn't be surprised to see the Mets come out on top in the National League, I would not be either. I would also not be remotely surprised to see the Mets and the Dodgers, uh, neither one of them make it to the NLCS. Yeah, I would, I would, I would agree with that. And obviously, you know, these two teams are absolute powerhouses in the NL and. Uh, much like the the Dodgers and the Yankees and the AL, I think if any team wants to go to, through the World Series, they're going to have to go through one or both of them. And uh, in the National League, it's certainly a harder path to even get to them uh, than it is to get to the Astros and the Yankees. Yeah, um, I don't think it's crazy to think that both of the first round, uh, you know, kind of wild card series are going to go the distance. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised to see the NLDS series go seven games uh certainly um so carson last episode i finally i finally did the thing that i'd been putting off all year and i i um i finally sort of got off the san diego padres bandwagon because i just uh as 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 on board with them as i was all year i just uh the, I think the writings on the wall in San Diego um, between not getting uh, between, you know, Fernando Tatis Jr. suspension and, and Juan Soto just doing an absolute disappearing act since he got to San Diego. Um, I've been giving this a lot of thought and I am prepared to make a new National League representative pick Um just to be clear, everybody, I am still sticking with the Seattle Mariners as my World Series pick. I'm not. I will. I will die on that hill. Uh, but Carson, I I've been watching this team. I've been watching this team, admittedly, not very closely for most of the year. But I've been watching it more closely because one, they're on the verge. They're having. Uh, they're they're having an awesome year, and two. Their superstar player is on the verge of making history. Um, I'm going the same. I'm I'm taking the St. Louis Cardinals as my new National League pennant winner. Whoa, the, ladies and gentlemen, just take a moment 
and absorb this moment that I knew would happen from the very moment that our predictions episode <laughs> happened. AJ has finally, finally realized that the Padres were not a legitimate contender and has decided nah. to go with... I'm a little surprised you said the Cardinals. I definitely thought you were going to go with the Mets. Um, but but kudos to you for for stepping to the plate and changing up your, your National League representative. And for the record, I am still sticking with both of mine, which is the Toronto Blue Jays in the American League and the Los Angeles Dodgers in the National League. Uh, yes. Uh, I would like to apologize, Padres fans, uh, but come on. You know I'm right. And yes, I'm looking at the standings right now. I see that your team has won five in a row. But, you know, no no Fernando Tatis Jr. And, and for all intents and purposes, no Juan Soto. Uh, yeah, I just... I just I just don't see it. And the fact that uh, you're most likely going to have to play the defending World Series champion Atlanta Braves in the first round of the playoffs just just doesn't doesn't bode well. Um, I have to admit, Carson, I waffled a bit between the Mets and the Cardinals because um, clearly the Mets are are, you know, the Mets are the Mets and the Dodgers are the Dodgers. Um, but my determining factor for going with the Cardinals uh, is is one Mr. Albert Pujols. One, because even though, you know, he's on the back nine of his career and this is his last year, he's still still one of the best uh, still one of the best hitters in all of baseball. Um, and I think given the fact that this is his last year and that he he chose to come back to St. Louis for his last year. Um, I just, and, and, and you can't put it on paper. You can't quantify it, but, uh, I just think the Cardinals have a little bit of extra motivation this year, uh, to go all the way. Yeah, I would say so. I mean, certainly, certainly having Albert there would be, uh, is is a motivator i think adam wainwright and yadier molina are both also motivators so uh, yeah. a very good team to to put your to put your uh, horse behind um yes but like i said to be clear i am not i am not uh, i'm still sticking with the mariners to to take the whole thing um i think they're well I mean, how much more can I possibly sing the praises of the Mariners? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, no, seriously, the Mariners are are they're they're a damn good baseball team. They're they're way better than their record indicates. Um, and I, for one, can't wait to see uh, how all this craziness shakes out in October. All right, let's talk about our um, let's talk about our must watch games. Uh, we've got some good ones. Uh, we've got some surprisingly good matchups. One of them being the Astros and the Orioles, which uh, that game still has playoff implications, even for the Orioles, which I can't believe that just blows my mind. Uh, we've got the Braves and the Phillies, a uh, possible playoff preview there, and also one of the best rivalries in baseball. Um, Cardinals and Dodgers. 
I don't know. Maybe, maybe a maybe a National League, maybe an NLCS preview there. And of course, last but not least, we've got the Red Sox and the Yankees. Even though my Red Sox are, for all intents and purposes, dead in the water, uh, Carson, that game uh, has us on Aaron Judge home run watch. Yeah, it absolutely does. And I mean, now I will pose this question to you as a Red Sox fan. AJ, if the Red Sox are the team that gives up this home run to Aaron Judge, how would you feel? Um, Well, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to be thrilled if the Red Sox give up a a record breaking home run to a to any Yankee player. Um, However, even though he has spent the last several years in service of the evil empire, uh, Aaron Judge is a hell of a baseball player. He's one of my favorite players to watch. I'm sorry, Red Sox fans. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But you got it. You can't deny it. Aaron Judge is one of the most. He's one of the. He's he's one of my favorite players to watch. He's so much fun to watch. He's um, you know, he's he really seems like a stand up guy. Is in short, he's not the typical Yankee. Uh, he's not the typical Yankee asshole. So, um. And let's be honest, he won't even be a Yankee after this year. So, you know what? I'm I obviously won't be thrilled, but I wouldn't be as uh, I, I won't be as I won't be as mad as, you know, say if the you know, they gave up a record breaking home run to um, I'm trying to think of uh, I, I won't be as mad as if they gave up a, the record breaking home run to you know, Stanton or, or somebody like that. Yeah, that's fair. That is, that is fair. I mean, I guess, I guess we'll see what happens here. Um, but yeah, you, you kind of highlighted all of the, the same games that I had. So, uh, I will launch right into the Tankathon series, uh, of the episode. Boy, oh boy, do we have a lot of contenders in this episode, especially now that the postseason. Uh, is starting to kind of really take shape. There's a certain team that is now in contention that makes me very mad indeed. Uh, But we're going to save that for a future episode. As much as as I really want to give it to them this week, or this episode, as much as I really want to, I can't bring my heart to do it. Uh, So we are going to head out east uh, to the land of the black and gold. Uh, the Pittsburgh Pirates, uh, who will be taking on the Chicago Cubs in a series starting tomorrow. So, if you like bad baseball and uh, want to want to see a team in Pittsburgh that also is in black and gold and may lose like the Steelers will tonight, go watch that. Oh, wow! Taking a shot at the Steelers. Damn. Um. Yeah, that is a seriously bad series. Uh, I, I for one, will not be watching because I can't bear to see a beautiful stadium like PNC Park sit there empty. Um, sorry, Pirates fans, you know it's true. Uh, but hey, at least you guys still have the Penguins, maybe? I don't know. You still got Sidney Crosby. There you go. Be happy about that. Um, and as you try to take your mind off of how pathetically bad your baseball team is, um, so those are our must watch games. Uh, I don't have, I don't really have any specific parting thoughts, uh, uh this time out. 
just kind of a um yeah i i don't really have i don't really have much of anything just kind of a you know uh you know continue to you know take care of yourselves and take care of the people around you and 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 just kind of you know just um try to actually you know do do your best to actually to to actually live your life and not and not just exist um because i've been seeing a lot of that lately i mean see a lot of people uh strangers on twitter and 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 people in my own life who just seem kind of to just be uh just kind of drifting sort of at the moment and just kind of existing and just kind of going through the motions and i know i know it's hard uh you know and easier said than done um you know life can be life can be hard obviously you know it can kick your ass a little bit from time to time um and you know obviously you're not going to wake up every day and have everything you know and have everything be all sunshine and rainbows but uh you know fact of the matter is is you know our our time on this on this little mortal coil is is a drop in the ocean and and it's over before you know it and um you know we got to do everything we can to make the most out of it while we're here so uh you know not to get too not to get too deep or anything but uh yeah that's that's kind of where i'm at yeah well well said it's always always a nice nice reminder uh but once again, AJ, we have switched roles in the final thoughts uh, once again this episode because I do have some uh, final final thoughts, parting thoughts from this. Is episode. this the is this the epic twins meltdown that I've been waiting for? No, no, this is not the epic oh, twins okay. meltdown. Um, that okay. will come when the twins are actually mathematically eliminated in all capacity from uh, the gotcha. postseason. So we're probably not that far Fair away enough. though from that anyway. Um, but it, it does have to relate to the twins a little bit, AJ, because this one, I'm going to talk about a little bit about baseball fans and a situation that I actually thought of after our last oh episode, um, that kind of, kind of rubbed me the wrong way. And a situation that recently happened that I thought was really well handled. Um, so as we discussed in our second segment, Aaron judge, uh, tied Babe Ruth for 60 home runs in a in a season and of course with it being a home run ball the there's a fan who caught the ball now this this yankees fan i will give credit where credit is due is a stand class act because he was very willing to give up the ball and didn't really want anything in return just wanted to he wanted to give back the ball because he wanted aaron judge to be able to to have this memento of this great moment and he ended up getting i believe a signed bat anyway which is great Mm -hmm. like it's it's really cool to to see that happen naturally my big gripe is when it happens unnaturally like it did last sunday so the minnesota twins called up one of our one of our top prospects matt walner um, who, based on his hitting, got called up way too late by our front office, but that's something I can say for the Epic Twins rant. Um, and in his first at-bat, he hits a home run for his first Major League home run, as well as his first Major League hit. Now, this ball is caught by a Guardians fan who was visiting as the Twins were playing the Guardians at Target Field. And this fan did not want to give the ball up without having some negotiations, and he wanted to sign that, and he wanted the Twins to convince the Guardians to let him throw out first pitch. 
And this is the one, this is what rubs me the wrong way, is that sometimes fans just seem, like, this just seems so entitled to me that you can think that you would want to try and make this about you when instead you could just be a decent human being and give a kid a ball that will be a memento for him and a great memory for his family for the rest of his life. It's his first major league hit, and you decide that you want to try and keep the ball and negotiate with the team so you can gain something out of it before you even give the ball back. To me, it's just disgusting, it's atrocious, and we need to do better as fans because those are moments for the players, as players and as human beings, that we have control over, that we can we can be decent human beings to one another and just give the ball back, no questions. And if you get rewarded for it in the end, good for you. Let's not be negotiating with a team trying to get an, get this team to not only give you signed bats for a team you don't even root for, but to get the team you but to try and get have them get the team that you root for to get you to throw out a first pitch. It just it was something that really bothered me and something that I feel just shouldn't have a place in the game and is absolutely disgusting. Oh man, I'm with you 100%. Uh, yeah, that shit has no place in baseball. It has no place in sports. And, well, let's be honest. Not only do we need to do better as baseball fans, we need to do better as human beings in general. Um, yeah, seriously. Like, don't, you know, stop stop doing shit and expecting, you know, with the expectation of getting something in return. Oh, I got that off my chest. Feel better? Yeah, but stay tuned, yeah. everybody, because this Epic Twins rant will be coming, I'm sure, in the very near future. Uh, yes, we're going to have to dedicate an entire segment to um, to Carson's Epic Twins meltdown and my <laughs> Epic Red Sox meltdown. Um, just a fair warning. Or maybe we'll do them in two separate episodes, because that'll be a long, long-ass segment. Um... And I mean that that's pretty much it. That brings us to to the end of another edition of the eighth inning stretch. Uh, thank you all so much for for tuning in and for all your support as always. Um, if you're looking to find us on your favorite podcast platform, uh, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, and a whole bunch of other platforms. And you can find them all by going to Anchor.fm/slash eighth inning stretch. Uh, of course, follow us on our aforementioned Twitter at eighth inning pod. Um, and don't forget to check out our awesome sponsors over at Printer Dudes. Um, you can check them out at printerdudes.etsy.com. Uh, check out their awesome range of 3D printed gifts and collectibles. They have some really, really awesome new stuff uh, that that's going to be coming out soon. And of course, with the holidays approaching, I'm sure they're cooking up some awesome holiday deals. Um, so stay tuned for that. And of course, as a thank you for being a fan of the eighth inning stretch, you can use promo code home run. That's one word uh, and save 10% off your order at printerdudes.se.com. That's D-O-O-D-S. Uh, another one in the books, my friend. Another one in the books. So long, everybody. Thanks again, as always, uh, for for tuning in. And um, AJ, I think it would be appropriate. Could we could we close out the show with a little update on uh, on this poll question to to see kind of what the results are looking like? Yeah, let's see. Um, let's see what's going on over there. 
Uh, last I looked, this thing was absolutely blowing up. So let's see. No, I don't want to see that. Sorry, everybody. I was on the wrong Twitter account. Um, all right, there we go. Wow. Uh, Carson, currently the poll question is locked in a dead heat. 50-50 split. Wow, that's incredible. Keep keep those votes coming, guys, and we're we're definitely going to be discussing this poll question. Uh, on I next could episode. be, I could be mistaken, but I think that's the first time. And obviously, the poll, you know, we're, it's going to be up there for a couple of days, so you guys have plenty of time to vote. But, um, yeah, a fifty-fifty split is is I don't I don't think we've ever had that before. So, um. Yeah, click, do yourself a flavor. Take two seconds, click on over to at eighth inning pod on Twitter, and uh, and cast your vote in that poll because um, yeah, this is a this is an awesome poll question. This is gonna be I can't wait to see how this shakes out. Um, yeah, and that's uh, that's pretty much all we got for you guys. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, keep listening. Keep following. Keep liking. Keep subscribing. Um, and uh, and most importantly, keep telling your friends uh, about us and uh, and and keep helping us grow along with you guys. Uh, everybody have an awesome week and uh, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on Sunday.